Hello, I am Lori Wondra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astro beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, this is Lori Wondra, and thank you for listening. Happy New Year, and welcome to 2020. Today, I'm going to talk about some key dates that are coming up and some transitionary opportunities that we have moving into this new year. But truly, we're moving into what we want or what we desire, and we're getting a tremendous amount of help now from the universe. And what that means is some of the help that we're getting is planetary. It is more portals that are open or more gateways into the multiverses that exist, more information coming to us in codes and keys. There's just more access to information that is helping us on this spiritual path. And anytime we go through these ramped up times of transformation. It's also an opportunity for the light to cast shadow or cast light upon our shadow selves. And so some of you are still working through the shadow parts of you. And if you've heard me speak before, I teach that we're we're expanding this emotional capacity that we have. And part of understanding and expanding that emotional capacity is truly going through the shadow parts of ourself. It's really going deep and understanding that. And so we simply as humans, we, we can't always be in this place of love and joy and bliss and compassion at, until we get through the emotional work that we had. And so if we're trying to be in that place of joy, happiness, compassion, bliss, those types of things, just letting you know that you first have to do the work in the emotional to discover some of the shadow parts of you. And uh, people have been asking me a lot re- recently about, uh, is there a way that you can avoid or is it spiritual bypass when you, when you avoid, when you perceive or you, you present that you're always in this place of joy and peace? And I, I simply say, no, it's, it's not how the universe is bringing things to us. The, bring, the universe is going to bring us challenges. Um, because we have a tendency to go into that those shadow pieces when we experience a challenge. And challenges can come in many different shapes and sizes and perspectives. And it's all going to be individual to what you're experiencing now. But with the, the turning of 2020 and releasing of the old decade, there's certainly more awareness of the spiritual movement or the ascension process. And that's the exciting part because we'll continue to see where science and the metaphysical start to align a little bit more. Like we have scientific experiments or we have scientific proof or we have data points or those types of things that help support and certainly help communicate to Perhaps those people that are doubt or they need to see, it's kind of like show me before I believe. And so spirit is really answering that. The universe is really evolving to give us give us uh, that information. So we came into 2020, you know, December of 2019 was super packed with energy. We had this, the solar eclipse. We had the um, 
we uh, solar eclipse, we had the winter solstice, uh, New Year's was in there. There were just a number of gateways within gateways, just the planets that created that. And we get a little break here in early January. It's kind of that rest period that Spirit always tries to give us rest periods between before like the big pushes come. And so January 10th, there's going to be another full moon and it's a lunar eclipse and it's in Cancer. And Cancer, the archetype for Cancer is I feel. And full moon is all about our emotions. And so it really is going to push our buttons or our triggers as to how we feel about things. And that's going to be different for most everybody. It's going to push, how do I feel with where I am at this given time in my life? How do I feel about the relationships? How do I feel about what I'm doing with my career or my job? How do I feel about where I live? How do I just feel health-wise? Um, how do I feel about myself? So it's it's timed because we want to make the leaps. We want to have this discovery time for us as we go into 2020 so that we can make the adjustments. And for most, it is the, the time of numbness or the time of avoidance or the time of bypassing or skipping over is gone. We're, we're getting into the nitty gritty. And again, as I say, the beautiful part of that is there's just more tools and techniques and more information available to help us help us through that. So full moons often illuminate those things in our life that either need to uh, go away or they need to have focus to. And so many times we say a, a full moon is a way to release the things that you no longer need. But sometimes there are hidden things, things that get to go away that you don't even know that are there. And that's the ancestral wounds. That is the childhood imprints. That's the past lifetime. That is even your filters, how you imprint upon yourself each and every day may start to get illuminated. So the full moon energy is most intent at its peak, which is going to be January 10th. But leading up to it, we start to get the light of the moon hitting those areas that it wants us to focus on or the things that are most urgent now. So for example, you might have just gone through a breakup, let's say in a relationship. And so you really want to release that energy. But honestly, it might not be time in the sense of releasing the emotion. There might be higher priorities that have been hidden. Let's say you have a childhood imprint or past lifetime that's abandonment that might be the thing that's coming up and maybe the relationship going away is just triggering that abandonment piece of you and so during this full moon the days leading up and during and a few days after really pay attention to what's showing up really pay attention what you think it's tied to and look for something that might be uh, deeper. Uh, sometimes when when I work with clients, they say, you know, I've been working on releasing this. I've been working, 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 and it just doesn't seem to go away. And that's probably because there's you're not getting the roots and the roots are probably something totally different. And what you're trying to release or let go of is just something at the surface. And so spirit is just telling you to go a little bit deeper. 
So this is also a, a time really to adjust. So if you've been spending time also about setting your intents on what you want the next 10 years to be, what you want to focus on. I've seen on Facebook, a lot of people are picking a word for the year, you know, something that's significant. If you've been putting out to the universe what it is you want to focus on, here's also an opportunity for the universe to shine some light on that particular thing, either letting you know you're on the right track or pushing some buttons to let you know that maybe you need to go broader or deeper or pick something different. So don't be afraid to abandon some of the things that maybe you had originally set focus to. Um, and that's how I would say approach 2020 is it's, we're going to be going through a lot of shifts and twists and turns in 2020. And so it's a year to really be agile and really be in the flow of things. And the way to help you be in the flow is to not be too fixated on this is my intent or this is what I'm focused on and this is how I'm going to get it or this is how it's going to look because the universe is just going to to toss some some kind of um, challenges in there for us. We got a lot of Uranus activity this year and Uranus is all about quick changes, something coming at you that you didn't see coming and it's all good but it's just to help you be a little bit more prepared, be a little bit more nimble on your feet. So January 10th, I look at that as, you know, anytime we have eclipse energy, uh, the eclipses come in sets of two. So we had that uh, solar eclipse back in December. So this is the full moon. So the new moon, we would have set some intense or we would have set some in direction. The full moon is about our illumination to what we set those intents to and maybe refining our intents a little bit more. And then we'll have another set um, this summer. It's June and July, I believe, is the time period that we've got. There's a solar eclipse on June 21. And um, I think the July one comes, the full moon in July is the, is the lunar eclipse. And then we've got the end of the year also is um, November is the eclipse. So lots of activities around the moon. Um, January 12th, though, I want to stay focused right now because if we get too far out ahead, we forget or we ignore. And I want to stay just where are we here in January so that we can start the, the new year and actually the decade out on that the right foot. So January 12th, right after this portal that opens with the lunar eclipse, it's going to stay open a little bit. It's going to be touchy, touching our heart, um, helping guide us. But January 12th, Saturn joins Pluto in Capricorn. And um, in that, that's a gateway. Pluto is about death and, and rebirth. So at that time, we begin to experience a death and rebirth of our dreams and visions. So it might be something that you've been dreaming on forever and ever and ever and ever, and you've been working on manifesting it. And maybe this is the time that that, that dream or that vision dies away or transforms into something else. So it's a time of really the adjustments that need to happen for you to be successful for you um, in the next 10 years. Saturn is showing you how you discipline yourself and your responsibilities and also what might need to shift. And so that's where our filters come into play. What we thought we knew is 
getting shaken up a little bit, and then we get to learn something new. So be a little bit flexible in what's being shown to you at that time so that you can take full use of of that energy. Capricorn, the archetype for Capricorn is I use. So it's really going to put into play like, how am I using what I have today? How am I using my skills? How am I using my gifts? How am I using the resources around me? Not not abusing, don't hear this as abusing, but how am I using my gifts? And what might I need to rethink about how I'm using these gifts to sustain me in the next 10 years? And the reason I talk about uh, sustain you, because 2020, it's uh, the universe is looking for action. We, we can't be in this idle state Um Nothingness is nothingness. So doing nothing means doing nothing. And the universe rewards that doing nothing with more doing nothing. So we want to be in a place of movement, but none of us like to waste energy or expend energy in something that's not going to be profitable or not be meaningful to us. And so these first few months of 2020, the universe is really showing us what is the pathway for us? What will sustain us? What will be profitable? We just have to be open to it because if you're fixated on one particular career path or one particular thing in your life and it's it's just been a struggle, the universe is going to show you that it's it's a struggle and show you the other opportunities, but you got to be awake and alert for it. So that's pretty exciting just in the January time period is is we have a lot of great energy to help us manifest for um for the year. People often ask me about that the manifestation and we can we can try to muscle our way through manifestation but it has to be aligned to our soul and it has to be aligned to just where we are in our in our path and that's where we get clues and the messages along that that pathway. The other exciting energies that we're experiencing right now is the ascended masters are really coming into play. And I've been channeling a lot in the last month. I feel like I've been in in every dimension except for the third dimension. It's been quite fun, but it's it's created some havoc around the house here where I just kind of forget to turn off the lights and shut the the doors and that type of thing. But um, so I have to really, really be focused in being grounded. So it feels good that they've been speaking to me, but it's been kind of amusing in my house here for the last few weeks. But Hilarion has been coming in to me and Hilarion, he carries that fifth ray. He's incredibly healing master of the green ray of health, um, truth, and we really need truth in our life and in the world right now. And the reason it's so important is because if we're not speaking our truth and living our truth and aligned to our truth, we really go off course. We really can't manifest. We we manifest at a third dimension level, material things or, or things that aren't aligned to the soul, aren't aligned to the principles or the um, practices and the laws of the universe. So Hilarion is is one of the, the Chohans, uh, which just means he's the keeper and, and the leader of one of the rays of light, the Ascended Master. And, and that 
light is coming in and it's blasting people. And here's where it, you'll find that if you're continuing to live a lie or to try to convince the world you're something and it's it's in a state of not truth to truly who you are or the path that you should be doing, you're, you're going to get yanked around a little bit. You're going to be experiencing some of uh, some events around you just to help align you. And it's, it's probably going to feel uncomfortable because it, for some people, it might go deep-seated into your identity. And one of the things that comes to me as I'm talking here is, in uh, let's say in the corporate world, if you've been in, in a position for a long time and you have a title or you have a role and suddenly uh, the job goes away or the role goes away or the title goes away, it's part of that identity. And that identity is not your soul identity. It's just been your earthly role as you're here on earth. But we're really moving into a time to align and identify with what is our soul role. So it within that corporate identity, let's say you're a leader or you're an executive, within that role, what's your sole role within the corporate identity that you have? That's the discovery that they want you to have. Is your role within that to help people, to lead people, to advance people? What What's your sole role? So in many cases, it's it's not going to be that the job is going away, but it's shifting, and you are going to be shifting with that to discover your other, your altered dimensional purpose rather than the third dimension. So, and again, we have access to all the dimensions at all time. That's where all these helpers come in from from all the different dimensions. The archangels. They typically reside in the 11th and 12th dimension, and, and we have access to them at, at really any time. The Palladians are in that fifth. The Syrians are in the sixth dimension. So they come to help us. The Arcturians, I'm going to say, are in like the 13th dimension. Um, the Ascended Masters are more in the eighth and ninth. So they govern they govern the dimensions. And when we start to see them or access these dimensions, we're, we, it's living proof that we have, we have access, um, to all the dimensions at all times. And it's our choice as to where we spend most our time or none of our time. If, if we want to spend, um, all of our time just in that third dimension. So back to Hilarion, you know, he really is here to help us because he instructs and he helps and he brings information between science and religion. And in, in modern terms, I want to say it's between science and the metaphysical and the spiritual because it's beyond the religion. It's our belief systems. And then we've got these planetary influences like Saturn is showing us how we discipline ourselves. We have these planetary aspects that are helping us kind of shake up and look at um, other truths. But Hilarion is coming in. He's helping us really balance out the truth in science and spirit, spirituality. And he brings great vision. So that's also why we're seeing so much progress in technology, in the science in the experimentation that the science field is using is because the world of science is getting help from, and the, and the people that work in those fields are listening or they're getting zapped with these rays of light just to bring us more information. 
The interesting thing is, um, Hilarion, his temple is in Greece, so it's it's that's where his his vibration resides there. But he he traverses the universe, and he was pivotal in his role at the time of Atlantis. And I, I can't help but watch or observe and want to study a little bit more as to what's happening on planet Earth now and what we know as to what happened at the time of the fall of Atlantis and Hilarion's role in that time. He actually, he transported the flame of truth to Greece at that time. And so, and he, and he worked very closely with the other healers and the other world uh, wisdom keepers at that time so that we could move forward into a higher place of ascension. So the fact that he is so prevalent right now is is amazing to me. Um, I, I see his ray of light quite frequently. Um, and, he, and he's being more observable to those that maybe would have been in this place of doubt in the past. And then Seraphis Bay, he's the Chohan of the fourth ray, and this is the ray of purity. So, you know, I like to say that when we have a blast of truth, we also want that purity. We want to know the truth. We want to get to the bottom of things. But the quality of, of that ray is it is about ascension. And we have so much happening in 2020 that is opening up for us or allowing us to access the other dimensions, opening up our own systems. And when I say our own systems, I'm saying our chakra systems, the expanded chakras, the links that we have, um, the meridians that are changing on the planet, and the beams of electrodes that are going through the meridians of the planet and how we are being connected to the meridians. So our personal meridians are being connected to the earth meridians. So Seraphis... He is, um, he's bringing in a lot of love and he's bringing in a lot of joy to a point. Sometimes I think when we feel this overpowering of love, we want to push it away. And so in 2020, there is a lot of Venus activity happening again in, in 2020. But for most of you, it is the realization of the different levels of love, um, they're not all romantic love. They're not all passionate love, but there's different levels of love. And I, I really think that if you've gone through the work of the emotional body, one of the steps is really to experience the different frequencies of love in itself. Sometimes we describe love or we describe the heart frequency as 528 hertz. But when I see people in different situations and I actually measure the, the frequency, there's different levels of love. And I think that will uh, science will begin to catch up to that with, with actual tangible experiments um, as time marches forward. But for now, I think as humans, we're going to be experiencing it, maybe not have the vocabulary built around it to experience or to converse in what we're actually experiencing as the heart really begins to blossom and it, and it starts to communicate with the heart center of the universe. Because as we start to communicate and our chakras con connect with the chakras of the universe, then we have a better understanding or we have a deeper understanding that there's also chakras in the multiverses. And since we're never done, we keep expanding. And so as our personal chakras begin to 
connect to the universal chakras and the galactic chakras, then we begin to connect to the universe and the universal chakras, and that continues our, our expansion process. Seraphis's ray is the white fire ray, and it usually comes up through the base of the spine chakra. So some of you might be feeling edgy in that area of your physical body, in the hip area, as the energy is, is coming up through you. But it also creates this foundation for us. And one of the reasons that this is so incredibly important for us is because as we go into February, February is traditionally known as the heart month when we celebrate Valentine's Day, but there's reason why um, February is known as that heart date. With that full moon that we have in early February, February 9th, it's going to illuminate more in the heart area. And so with these two ascended masters coming in and really pushing for truth and purity and bringing in more discipline and understanding in the area of love, it drives more joy. The other thing that Seraphis is, is really, he's reminding me here, that he's really um, good at is he's, he's a worker of miracles. And so we don't hear a lot about miracles in modern day, but look for miracles, watch for them, expect them, ask for them, ask for those changes. I just feel like January is going to be really transformational for a lot of people in preparation, kind of just to shake them up, shake them out of the old, the last decade or the last, you know, for some people it's the last 30 years, um, shake them up and prepare or move them into the that space of new. The other help that's coming into us is from the galactic. And that's going to reside more at when I when I look at like the goddess energy, um, there's some of the, the angels, not the ascended masters, those are really at the ninth dimension, but we're going to get a lot more help um, from the galactic forces, the tribes that we don't yet know a lot about, but are still are beginning to show themselves to us. They're beginning to drop in codes and keys to us to help us along our evolution process. And again, with that comes the the deep work because we we have to create the space for this new information in. And so if you're feeling incredibly emotional or you are feeling that you're just struggling in a lot of areas, what I would suggest is, well, I, what I want you to do is I want you to sit with your emotions. I, I don't want you to sugarcoat them. I don't want you to look on the bright side, I, you know, to move out of that. That's the step after you sit with your emotions and understand that. That's so important because if you continue to avoid your emotions, um, then the next steps are, I don't want to say more difficult, but it's just, you, you won't get that deep connection. When you sit with your emotions and you experience them and then you move through them, you have this energy within you, like you can do anything, like you become a superman or superwoman, like you can do anything. It's it's like, um, I remember doing the Inca Trail a number of years ago, and after being out on the trail for four days, you know, coming out at Machu Picchu, it's like this, this breath of fresh air and this realization that, oh my gosh, I just did that. But also being able to um, 
have or carry that with you so that you know that any life challenges you can you can do it. And so that's what we're we're experiencing now those deep seated emotions. Sit with them, investigate them, experience them. Don't be afraid of them because that is what you need right now. We're going through these adjustments at the cellular structure of our emotional field and our mental field. And so with the structural adjustment that we're experiencing, we get to feel what it's like. And if you don't feel what it's like, you're not going to know what it's like. And so when you can sit with your emotions and become comfortable, you become confident in yourself that you can really, that you can identify what the emotion is. You can identify what your actions are and you can move forward. If we continue to look at things as awful, uh, a different way to look at it is how do you look at those events or those things that are happening to us as a progression of your growth? Because that's really what it is right now. And just as a reminder, you guys, you have come here on earth to experience life and to experience emotions. And so if you're trying to shut down your emotions or you're trying to avoid them or you're trying to circumvent them, whatever, you came here to experience living as a human and the human compass is all about emotions. Um, we've spent so many lifetimes and so much energy on avoidance and skirting what they are and really our our internal compasses have been so skewed that this truly is the opportunity for us to readjust and make those conscious choices as to the steps that we go forward with. And those conscious choices have to be based on our emotional, uh, pure and truth in our emotions and our mental filters. So those two things have to come together. And so before they can come together, we've got a little bit more clearing out of the emotional body. And then we get to work even more on the mental body, the filtering mechanisms that we have. And then, um, then what we receive from the heavens will be clear. I just want to say it, it's, uh, over the years I've worked incredibly hard just to work through the, uh, the emotional fields and the mental and to be almost in a state of nothingness when I receive messages simply because I want it in its purest form. If you are receiving messages from the universe and you're, listening through a certain filter, that is the only information that you're going to get. And to take advantage of the portals and the windows and all the, the work that the soul is doing, it's to be in that pristine state. The last thing I wanted to touch on today that's really going to help you as you go into January and February is just a reminder that energy oozes. <laughs> That's the best way I can say it. It's it's much like water will go where there's space. So where there's least resistance, right? Water will, you know, can drip out of a faucet, go down through a leak and it's hard to find. It just goes. Energy is the same thing. Energy oozes. And so be aware of maybe how your energy is oozing or how your energy is being shared. I I call it be a selective carrier because we're we're carrier of codes and keys. So even if it's let's say gossip, if you're gossiping, you're carrying the codes and the keys to to the 
the gossip, not just that situation, but to gossip. And so just be very aware that, that as you interact, you become or you are the carrier for energy to the next person. So even if you're sharing a story that you don't know all the facts and you're sharing it, be aware that that is energy and that energy is oozing. There's so much power and so much, um, oh, there's just so much. It's like this running energy of, of energy because things pick up momentum. I was thinking here about Australia, the fires in Australia and the power that we have when we pray together or we send messages out to the universe because again, the universe is always, always listening to us. And when we come together with a collective, it becomes exponentially more powerful. So when we issue a, issue a statement of asking for prayer, then that's a collective energy. But what we don't, what we often don't understand is that when we pick up on something, there's, there's all different collectives running around. And so when you pick up something and you repeat it, even on a small, small point, it has momentum of its own that you might not even be aware of. So be aware of the oozing the oozing energy. I had a, a recent example. Somebody shared that they had read a, a news story recently. And I sat back and I listened and they were a little bit worried about the news story because of what it contained and how it has potential to impact people. And I sat back and I said, I don't know that that's true. I don't intuitively, I don't get that that's true. I think that the reason that this company decided to do this was to protect people, not to harm them. And so that was my takeaway. And I came home and I actually did a little bit of research on this particular event and did discover that it was it was done from a safety standpoint, not from a political or not from a you know, a controlling standpoint, but it, that's a very good example of our filters. Like when we read an email or we read a story, what's our filter? Because that's how you're going to interpret that, that news story. And then when you take that event or share that story, or you go out and talk about it, you pass your filter onto someone else and they carry that filter then forward, or they carry that energy forward. And that's where I call it as energy oozing. So sometimes, particularly during spiritual growth times, people don't always agree with <laughs> what everybody is experiencing. And what I just say is everybody gets to experience life and we get to choose how we or who we partner with or who we connect with to those experiences. But but they get to experience their life. And so they can experience like this person that shared this event about this company, they get to, they get to have that opinion, but I'm just going to choose not to pick up that story and continue it and perpetuate it and continue to let the energy ooze in that direction. I want to be the disruptor. I want to be the interrupter. I want to be the shifter to shift the energy. And so watch for that in 2020. Um, early parts of January too, because as we're shedding stuff, we get scared, you know, it doesn't feel comfortable and we have a tendency to read and look and share things from a third dimension or from a lower dimension because it's our go-to. It's what, what we've been to 
in our past lifetimes. If something bad is happening or we interpret something bad, then it must be because it's bad. But what if it's because it's good? And so we're shifting that energy. I'll probably do it, be doing more podcasts about that because it is so pivotal in our evolutionary process that that we find that balance between not sugarcoating it and trying to avoid it, by, but by really looking at it from a practical standpoint and saying, does this make sense to me? Um, do I perpetuate? Do I continue to trans, transist or to transmit this message? Or am I going to transmit another message? Because we are all keepers of the codes and the keys, and we are all transmitters of the codes and the keys. And those codes and keys come to us from higher sources um, to help us on our evolutionary process. And sometimes we just don't have the right decoders yet to interpret how this information is coming to us. And so we we tend to stick to the negative or we tend to just look at the um, pessimistic side instead of more of an optimistic or it's, it's about growth. All right. This is Lori Wondra of Your Life Core. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wondra. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.yourlifecore.com.